0: We're really, really happy to announce that, um, that we are just signed a, an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to, uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they, uh, we met them in LA when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, mm-hmm. and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to, uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers, and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know we're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, That's pretty exciting. So, uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you and uh, thank you for
1: joining your day
0: off. (laughs) Silly.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. Oh, my name is and Of course, sit with my best. Well, actually, I'm not. So I'm sitting, uh, where, where I'm at Barbican, uh, 2019 in Brooklyn, uh, New York. And uh, we're actually sitting at the Schedulicity uh, Lounge, I think is what they call it. And, uh, and because Tony couldn't make it um, this weekend, I actually I, I recruited a, uh, a co-host. And uh, our co-host today is Mr. Matty Conrad. Mr. Maddie Conrad, thank you for uh, co-hosting with us,
2: brother. Hey, man. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm having a great time. This is a, I mean, a great event, but man, it's, it's always fun. I mean, I, again, I, I can't always say this, but I had such an amazing time talking to you and Tony on the podcast. I've just been dying to get a chance to do this again, so... Dude, thanks, for thanks
0: me. man. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Thanks for jumping in with us. Um, so again, yeah, we're at BarberCon in, in Brooklyn. So if you hear any like la- noise or whatever, that's what it is. Um, there's a definitely we're in the middle of the floor. So all those it, rowdy barbers all, everywhere. All those rowdy barbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing it's early in the afternoon and not late at night. It might get a little rowdier.
2: Oh yeah, just more incoherent. I think as the night goes on. A little <laughs> I think bit.
0: that's it. Exactly. <laughs> so this is pretty cool. So um, we're uh, today we're talking to a, uh, a barber, another barber. Imagine that. Imagine a barber at BarberCon. Right?
2: I've, I've never even seen one. Before. <laughs> And real seen. close up like this. So. <laughs> Not
0: like this, man. So we're uh, we're talking to uh, a barber here at BarberCon. It's it's his he he's got like four thousand like AKAs. So we'll let him get into it. But uh, but we're gonna call him Barry B. And uh, his Instagram handle is the Stars Barber. So you can reach him at the Stars Barber. So Barry B. Man, welcome to your day off.
1: Yo yo yo, what's up? You, man. What's going on, man? Thank, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me here. It's, it's uh, been a long time.
0: I know. We've been, uh, we've been playing the, uh, the, the the old DM tag, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Corbin yeah. sliding in your DMs again. Oh, yeah, man. everybody. That's, that's all good stuff, though. He's charming as hell. That's how he got <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> that's how he got mad at you. <laughs> then we kept poking him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all those in waves are so annoying. Waves. Yeah. <laughs> who waves yeah. at people anymore?
0: Who, who does do that anymore?
2: Anyway? <laughs> Somebody's still doing it. You're
0: things. so getting one. You know that, right? <laughs> you, you are too, Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's still doing
2: it. Oh, classic, classic.
0: That's awesome, man. So Bear, so like uh, kind of where are you from? Tell us that uh, tell us that little bit of your story.
1: Um I am from Akron, Ohio. Uh aka the home of LeBron, James, King James, and uh, just oh, great snap. people. Um, Halle Berry, you know, great people come out of Wait, Ohio. What's that Halle oh. Berry's from there? For real? Yeah. Wow. Arsenio Arsenio Hall's from
2: uh from Ohio. Akron, uh, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. What are they baby. putting in the water in Akron, I Ohio? Know, right? I don't know. We phenomenal people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> it works. So,
2: man yeah
1: definitely definitely man
0: it works so um so you're not in Akron now though right
1: no i'm in dallas where they do everything big dallas texas yeah right dallas cowboys,
0: cowboys.
1: i, I, I'll be I have a love
2: hate relationship with them
1: why is that cuz they make some dumb moves sometimes
2: <laughs> <laughs> next on sports chat we're going to interview Barry beginning <laughs> <laughs> to find out where he would go wrong with the dallas cowboys yeah they
1: I, you know but but I mean, but on some real, I, I like I like the Cowboys though, mm-hmm. and I like the Mavericks. Of course, I like the Mavericks too, like the Rangers. Man, it's I'm- all it's all love. It's all love. Yeah,
2: I love Dallas. You've been to Dallas, Gary?
0: I've never been, in been to Dallas. D- well, that's a lie. I drove through Dallas. I literally drove through
2: it. I got to tell you, man, the people there are incredible. All right, like, I mean, I, I did a show there a couple of weeks ago, and honestly, just the love from the crowd was overwhelming, man. What an unbelievable place. And beautiful city, all the public art and everything, man. I, I love Dallas. I love it down there. Super big, too. So why did you move to Dallas from
1: Akron, Ohio? How did that so, happen? So I was in, um, I lived in Akron, and uh, at that time, I was going through a really bad divorce, And kind of had just like lost everything So my sister had moved to Atlanta uh, When she graduated from Kent State So I'm sitting around with her one day drinking She's like, hey, you know, you're not doing shit (laughs) Why don't you move down here to Atlanta with us? So I looked around, and um, all my belongings in trash bags, I said, hey, why not? <laughs>
0: Good thing they were in a hard case. Yeah. Left, right?
1: yeah, so um, put them in my bag uh, about a month, two months later, put everything I had, put it in my car, and uh, I moved to Atlanta, and um, this is going to sound weird, but this is a true story. Mm-hmm. So when I got down there, I was just like, you know what, I, I think I'd like to cut on some celebrities or something. So I went to Facebook. Everybody I knew that was a celebrity there, I, I private messaged them. Yeah, sure. And uh, the first person to hit me back was a guy named Quintus Parker from 112. They used to be signed to P. Diddy's label. Like, yeah, 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 I know, yeah. So uh, I started cutting him, and then um, after him, I started cutting another guy. And uh, so I, what I found myself doing, I was in and out of studios cutting hair so one day music
2: industry mostly
1: yeah so one day I'm in the studio cutting hair um, for a guy named Kevin Wells and I seen this real pretty lady in there and um, I usually don't hit on women while I'm at work but she started talking to me and so um, she was hitting on you kind of kind of you know it was kind of <laughs> like you ever, <laughs> you you ever seen vibe. somebody and it's like you lock eyes and or you just see somebody you be like I want her yeah, I, yeah, 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 I call I her my girlfriend right now. Yeah, <laughs> And so uh, she was down there. Uh, her, her daughter was into music. We got to talking, and she ended up being my wife. So that's how oh, I met oh, my awesome. wife. Yeah, so. And that's the wife we met. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> don't get me hurt. Not the fifth one? Don't get me hurt. So it was kind of like, you know, she was just like, man, you do really great work. She was like, I think if you move to Dallas, she's like, I really think you would stand out. And uh, that was the best move I ever made. Why didn't you think you could stand out in Atlanta? Man, Atlanta is so many exceptional, and I use that word exceptional, stylists, hairstylists, Uh barbers, like there, what I learned from living there, I learned how to really be a go-getter, how to really be hungry. Mm Right. Right. Like Dallas Everyone's so laid back it's, it's the South So everybody's Really laid back But There in Atlanta You got a lot of Transplants There was like A lot of people too There from like D.C. New York right? And those guys Are go-getters They're hustlers Not hustlers But hustlers, hustlers. You, know right. yeah. you know what I'm saying AS changes the entire thing Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, it means a different thing
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So it was kind of like being around that element you pick that up because it's either you you either gonna go out here and get it and eat or you're gonna starve Mm -hmm. so i just came to uh dallas and i just brought that that mentality and it it really paid off well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it paid off well i think like the first week i had business cards and we were at grocery store and i told my wife hey i'm gonna you, i'll be right back i'm around the kroger i'm just handing out cards you That's know, awesome. like I came down, like ready to make moves. I came yeah. down, I came, I came down there ready to make moves.
2: I'd say, what are you talking about right now is I think something that a lot of people now refer to as the hustle. You know what I mean? Like the grind, you know, like this is, this is the hustle and this is hustle. And I, I, have always understood the hustle be just that, you know, when I, I started out very similarly when it was like trying to get, you know, clients in my chair, trying to try to feed myself, you know, and, um, I see kids today posting away on Instagram, uh, tagging, you know, can't knock the hustle and all these kinds of things But really what I see them hustling is just kind of posting a lot on Instagram You know, I mean, is how do you feel about that when, when you come from like a real solid grind Like, I mean, the moves that you were making, the cards handing out, shaking hands, making relationships How do you reconcile that to like new people coming in and, and seeing what the hustle is now versus what the hustle was then
1: Well, you know, all of us are from that era of shaking hands and looking a person in the eye mm. You know, there was times that you do that and you may not have a picture of your body of work, but because that person seen that hunger in you, they took a shot on you. So I, I like the Instagram. I like the social media hustle, too. But at the same time, it's got to be you got to have a follow up game with that. So what happens when that guy calls you and you're in there? Right. How do you sell yourself? You know, because that's really what we do. We really sell ourselves. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what we're doing. And and I think a lot of uh, what's going on now is a lot of people are just really lazy. They're really lazy.
2: They yeah, just I mean, yeah, if they, you want to call it what it is, yeah. They're
1: really lazy, like they'll come into the shop and they'll just sit all day and just wait for people to come to the door or post a couple things on Instagram and think that's gonna do it. I think everything is kinda like it's like cooking. It's different ingredients when you cook. Right. You know? too much pepper ain't too good too much curry ain't too good <laughs> yeah. so you gotta you gotta do everything so yeah social media stuff is really important but if I'm in a shop and if I'm a new barber and say we're near a shopping center I'm gonna grab my stack of cards and I'm gonna go out in the parking lot and I'm gonna campus and, and introduce myself to people
2: Let's let's take it back to when you were a new barber. You know, I mean, new barber start. Like, how, what got you into barbering in the first place? Like, why did why did you get in? Why did you pick up your well, first pair of clippers?
1: It was kind of like I had these parents that just felt like they should be able to cut your hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had that parent. I and had that mom.
1: Am I allowed to like? I don't want to use curse words. Whatever but, you want. It's your hour, but bro. But my parents used to fuck our hair up, man. Like, <laughs> like it was bad, man. And. I don't know. I just got real bold one day. And I told my mom, like, ah, I could do a better job than you. <laughs> <laughs> I, how told I, that I I just knew it. I mean, you know, you, I, you, I would go into the barber shop, and I just always loved that element of the camaraderie and mm-hmm. how to how the barbers would sit there and talk shit and cut hair. And, right. And I don't know. I just loved it. So my mom, I just was, my mom would just jerk us and she would just do us bad. So if you move, she would cut all your hair off. And this was during that era when the bald head wasn't cool. And you go to school and they're smacking your head all day. And then I got to fight a person and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was a little scrappy guy. I wasn't going to take too many smacks, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like I told my mom, I, I, I think I could do a better, a better job. So my brother, my younger brother, and me were complete opposites. I'm like the pretty boy; I gotta look good. My brother don't <laughs> give a damn. Right. So you know, my mom just like here. She had that one pair of clippers with the, the the slit in the cord that you get from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. That got the short and the <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, I had to grab the duct tape. I was a MacGyver. I grabbed that duct tape, taped it. I knew just how to hold it, you know. So it was all good. My brother we would do it and I'd be like, Let me do this Bobby Brown haircut on you. He'd be like, I don't care. Okay. So you know what I mean? I, I would look at the haircut and in my mind Is
2: the, are we talking like 1990's my prerogative I'm, Bobby I'm Brown? Or are we talking, like, baby? I'm talking oh, shit, like, song, oh, like oh little bit of a yeah, that, that of a Oh bit of a little bit with the
1: slope, with the three parts on the side. Shit! yeah yeah yeah. So, at how time were you at the time time? Oh, my gosh At that time I had to be about um, 15 I was 15 a 15, when I first picked up some clippers. So that. So so, 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 how'd the side gummy look? Well, the first couple of times it was fucked up. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, but it, but you know, it was kind of like learning how to transition into that. Yeah. I've always been an artist. so I've always been able to see something and see it in my head and then paint the picture. Right. And that's the same thing with barbering. You see that haircut before the actual haircut. Yeah. But a lot of times getting and transitioning into that is where the problem comes in. And I didn't quite understand it at the time.
2: I think that's actually the hardest thing to teach to people is, is the visualization uh, aspect of it. Exactly what you're explaining is being able to see what you're going to do so that when you go in and actually do it, you know, the moves, you're not just kind of cutting away until something happens. You're hoping for the best, you know? And I think that's exactly, exactly it.
0: It's kind of a good way to explain it. You know, I dig that. Like, like that's the work. Yeah. Right? I mean that like you said earlier, that's the grind, is to is to learn that. Hmm. And like so many times you know, so many times we see a finished product and we think that, that there was you know, you missed the twenty years before that, that finished product. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. I mean kinda of shrink it down, you know, it's like you're seeing the end product, not the yeah. not the not the fucked up side gumbies. And it's easy to see yeah. it's easy
2: to see something, look at it and be like, Well I could have done that, but like but would you have done that is the real question. Not like sure. uh, could you are you capable of the moves? Sure you are. But would you have chosen to do it if you were starting from a totally different starting point? And that's really it. Like when you see a thing on a person, like what he's talking about, like you, you can do that. Like half the battle is, is figuring out what is going to look best on this human being. You know what I mean? What's going to make them feel good. Right. So I I love that, man. So like, so jumping from like starting, cutting Gumby, uh, where did you end up getting into it on a more professional level? Like how did that transition happen? So
1: after that, um, uh, you know, of course you go to school and kind of stuff like that. So I worked at a grocery store, and um, I just really been blessed my whole life. I worked at a grocery store, and I had a store manager, and I'm talking. I like to talk shit, so I'm just talking <laughs> shit to him. <laughs> like, hey, I, I think I can cut your hair. So I worked in the back in the produce department, right? And he was like, okay, well, you bring your clippers tomorrow, and uh, I'll let you, I'll let you work. And were, they, cut were, hair. They, were, they,
0: were they the clank clank clippers? Clink clink no, clink clink at clink that clink time,
1: clink after after my mom seen that I had a little bit of some skills, you know, mm-hmm. Mom Dukes went out and bought me some nice stuff. You oh, know, right? nice. yeah, yeah, She so had yeah. support from family. Though. Yeah, you yeah. My parents him. was good. My parents was good. I mean, my parents would let me cut hair in the basement on Saturday, so I would have had at the whole neighborhood down there. We watching yo MTV Raps, uh, Rap City. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm down there blazing them for five dollars. We talking about girls and cutting hair. So a it was, proper it, barbershop shop in '15. that's man. sounds
2: cooler than the shop I got
1: now. Yeah, so it was just it just transitioned like that. So when I worked at the grocery store and I would be in the back in the produce, so I'm on the clock making money, but I'm also making money, you know, because everybody that worked in there would come in the back and get their haircut, and I was doing this on company time, mind you. Uh oh. Yeah, but it was all, it was all good. I just really been blessed where people have given me a chance, and I. I so were you
0: cutting a lot of guys' hair at the uh, at the at the grocery store?
1: Yeah, I cut. I was cutting employees, uh, managers, uh, customers. Picked this head back there. You cutting hair back there. they like, yeah. They'd be like, they'd be like, well, can I come back there? I'm like, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> mm.
2: That's very forward thinking. Not a lot of grocery stores have a barber on staff, so I, mean, I think that's pretty. That's <laughs> what, outstanding. Uh, I that. mean,
1: I look back at it now. That probably wasn't good to have hair flying no. around <laughs> where your so avocados that- and your brakes <laughs> are at. But, hey, it worked. It worked,
2: you know. <laughs> health board issues for sure.
1: That's so crazy.
2: Yeah. So
0: did you, Um. after that, at that point, did you uh, go to school or did you? I went you, uh, to college. I went to Akron
1: University for, okay. th- for three years and uh, flunked out of there from partying and girls. And uh, I was like, man, what do I really want to do? What's really my passion? And I was like, I, I want to be a barber. And uh, I told my parents I wanted to go to barber school. And uh, my folks was like, well, you already screwed up one time, so we're not paying for school this time. You got to figure it out.
0: Back to the grocery store.
1: Well, (laughs) I went. um, so what I did, I went to school. Um, At that time, they were giving out grants and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was poor Mm -hmm. because my parents weren't going to pay. So, hey, I figured it out. And um, I would go to school from 8 to 5 and then go work at BP service station from 6 to 2 in the morning. It was ugly. It was ugly, but I wanted it. I
2: wanted it. I wanted it, and uh, man, that's inspiring, though. You know what I mean? But just when we're talking about the hustle and what the hustle looks like, that is what the hustle what looks, the hustle like. looks you like. You know, you want it, you you find a way to go get it. You know what I mean? You make it work.
0: That's it. So that was barber school that you did that?
2: Yes, that was barber school.
1: So I got out of barber school, and uh, I worked with a guy for like three years. And um, I, at that time, I was I was I was clicking so good that I was like, I want to do, I want my own thing. Right. I think at that time I was only twenty two. I was right. 22 when I opened up my shop.
2: That's young. Wow. wow. Yeah, I was 22. That's wow. amazing. Where was, d- you, where was your first shop? Where was your first in shop? In Akron. In where Akron. I lived in, in Akron, Akron, Ohio. Yes. Yes.
1: Like,
0: like, come on, that wasn't easy. Where'd you get the money? And we were you working to BP man, at 2 a.m. So, I'm
1: talking. I'm talking like this This was the And this is late, a proper barber like, this is like, shop. This isn't like a business barbershop. This, is, barber this is like the late 90s, early 2000s. I was making so much money, man. Mm-hmm. Back then when bruv was wearing like the fades- I would have dudes coming in when, that was wearing skin tight fades, getting haircuts two times a day. I mean two times a week. <laughs> two, two times a week. Day, I'm like like wow. two times a week they would come in and, and get fades. I, I think at that time I probably was making a $1, thousand twelve hundred dollars and I was only like twenty two, twenty three. Wow. Every week.
3: Wow. They thought I was
1: selling dope, I had so much money. <laughs> I mean like cash, you know what I'm saying? Like like real talk. I would just have cash, you know. It was yep. it was all good. That's awesome, man. And
0: and then so so, you had the cash and you invested that
1: into yeah, a yeah. So I shop? had the cash.
0: A, it was a proper barbershop.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, I had the cash, but I did have a customer. He was an older gentleman, uh, guy. Rested, so he passed away of cancer. Mm. And uh, I have been cutting for I have been cutting them, and he was just a nice guy. And I was telling him that I wanted to do my own shop, and I was like, I have the money. I bought. I already bought my chairs, but. I got to find a building and some mm-hmm. other things. And I, I think he ended up giving me $4,000. Oh, word. Uh, he gave it to me. He gave it to me. He wow. believed in me that much.
2: Oh, amazing. That's dope, man. Yeah. You know? That is really cool. So, I mean, when you have the, you got the money, you got the chairs, like, as a new barber, do you remember what it was like when all of a sudden, like, yeah, you're flush with cash and it's everywhere kind of thing. And, but we all know, like, as we get older, like, flush with cash also comes with flush with responsibilities. You yes. know what I mean, and and those
0: twenty-two-year-old
1: <laughs> responsibilities 22 are different. Twenty-two years
2: old can be very difficult to handle. That like, how did you handle all that? Like, how um, is it? How was it? You know, how honestly, did you get I'm, through I'm, the other I'm, side I'm, of
1: that. I'm gonna keep it all 100 with you. Mm. I I fucked that up the first time around. Sure, I would like. You would make the money that day. I would go to the mall, mm-hmm. buy clothes, buy shoes, and I would be like, "Hey, it doesn't matter because guess what? Tomorrow I'm gonna make it right back." Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So I would literally spend just about everything I made. And something about the allure of cash, it's hard to keep track of cash. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll get away from you. I had no money management skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and at that time, I was making more than some people's parents was making.
3: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, well, how are you going to tell me? You ain't got that more money than you. Right. You know?
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I feel like it's the biggest cliche in the world right now. When you go to barbering stuff, or you see the barber culture of it, where it's like dudes wearing chains they can't afford, guys you know sporting the new kicks and stuff, driving cars that they got a lease on that they can't pay for, and you know, I feel like the the image of barbering has become so central to being a barber these days. You know what I mean? And and when you're new and you're making that cash and struggling to catch up, I mean, you can really get behind the eight ball on that. You know, it's not hard to do.
1: What you don't realize, and what you will learn, if you in business long enough, there are sl- slow periods. Mm-hmm. There are slow periods, and what happened with me was I got I ended up getting smacked by the recession. Mm. So it was kind of like guys was losing their jobs and stuff like that. So you know it's you know getting a haircut is an elective. It's not a necessity for some people. Sure, paying your gas, paying your electric, paying your mortgage. Those are things you have to do. Mm-hmm. And
0: Akron was hit pretty hard by that. thing. Ohio
1: yeah. was smacked hard. Yeah. You're talking about uh, industries that's based on manufacturing. It's a blue collar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so where I come from, is a lot of steel, automobiles, Ford, GM, Chrysler, and um, tires, mm-hmm. Goodyear, Firestone. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like once that happened, people was like. So, guys that were once there, you know, came in every week, they might have turned to every three weeks. You're every two-week guys. You might not have seen them for a couple months. And guys will go to Walmart, get a clipper, put a guard on, and knock it all down one length and keep it pushing. Right. So, I really took a hit. So, I go from here to here. But I never adjusted my finances and my lifestyle. I never lived below my means. I lived way above my means. Yeah. Did you feel pressure
0: like to, uh, to kind of keep up with like, uh, you know like Barry from a year ago and the way you were throwing cash a year
1: ago and now you don't have it? Did you feel that pressure that you
0: kind of had to keep up that
1: image?: At that time, yes. I mean, you're a kid, right? Yeah, at that time, I cared what people say. I don't give a damn what people say now, because ain't nobody going to pay my bills. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) So I do what I, you know, what's within reason. Mm -hmm. And then I understand that life is about cycles, and business has cycles. Mm -hmm. And then I realize sometimes, too, what if I'm walking and I trip and and break my um break my femur or something or break my wrist and mm-hmm. I can't work. So those are things as you mature in this game that you learn to do. Then you have to think about what about when I'm older and my medical and stuff like that. Yeah. So those are things sometimes that in school they don't talk to us about our teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, about those kind of things like your medical, your savings, what are you gonna retire on? Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Those are real things. Are these, yeah.
0: I, and, and, and forgive me for not being a barber at the table, but are, those, are these things that the, that the barbers are addressing? Because I know in, in, no. in no. hairdressing, no. like Draping you're starting more. to see, you're, you're starting to see like more business classes and more business stuff about how to how to conduct your business and stuff. But that's so that's a void in, in the barbering. A industry.
2: lot of the focus I feel like on conducting business is about daily operations of a business, not long term projection or planning. You know, I mean, even for me, the other day I sat down with my accountant and I was just like, man, I uh, we have never really talked about like what should I. I'd be doing here you know what I mean I've been doing business 15, 20 years now and it's like I've never really had that conversation and I think it's interesting what you brought up was so so right on point even though we talk a lot about how we are in a quasi recession proof industry uh, it, our clients are not you know what I mean and our clients are our industry you know what I mean and so when we talk about oh well I'm never going to get in trouble because we're recession proof no like our, our clients the people paying our bills are not recession proof sure. so it hits everyone
0: sure I and mean I, we, we've been very fortunate because we're in D.C. Yeah. And DC is like the last place to kind of get hit with the recession because everybody's a government worker, yeah. essentially. Or if they're not a government yeah. worker, they're a contract worker, yeah. and those jobs don't go away really. I mean, knock on air wood, you know what I mean?
2: The people that in the recession not feeling the recession. <laughs> that's yeah. what he's saying. Hey, yeah, I know, that's I, DC. I know. It's DC. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's DC, man. You know. But it's so now. I'm, I'm curious though. Like you, uh, when I look through your Instagram and I see you are you are saturated with a lot of professional athletes, musicians, and can tell it. Tell me about how you transitioned into that. Like you. Your first client was from 112, you said, and that was music industry. Yeah. How do you go from getting one celebrity client to having seemingly like a, a thick black book of them? How did that happen for you?
1: Well, Dallas is Dallas is an athlete town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I got to Dallas, uh, I was just working, working. And I just tell you, man, I've just always been blessed. I've just always been blessed. I had a customer that worked at a, a Haverty's furniture store. It's a high-end furniture store. He texted me one day. He said, hey, do you know a... a uh, Bernadou, um from the Cowboys, and I'm like, ah, nah, I don't. At that time, <laughs> I wasn't into sports. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I don't know him. He says, well, hey, he seen my haircut, and I gave him your information. So um, he hit me up. Big Mac is what they call him. He hit me up on uh, Facebook. Like, hey, uh, you you know, I, I need a haircut, whatever. So he comes in. So after I get Mac, then another guy named Bruce Carter, the linebacker, contacts me, and then after that. I had almost a whole defense. Oh Anthony man, <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: sending their friends,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had almost a whole defense. So uh, before you know it, I was doing a lot of the, the guys. I would go out to California to camp, and I would actually cut hair out at the camp too. I did that for a couple of years. So, and then after that, I started cutting. Um, a guy named Alexis Agensa. I met him through Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I I just went through Facebook again and private messages <laughs> people from the Dallas Mavericks and he responded yeah. back at that hey, time. That, that's the just, hustle. Just
2: sliding into the DMs, all into the uh, DMs.
1: He started letting me cut his hair, and then um, man, it was like I I, stu- I just kept grinding with it, grinding with it, and then I got this guy that's my buddy named Wesley Matthews, mm. and I I'm crazy about this dude, and man, he would just insist people go see Bear. And before you know it, I had I had West, then I had Steph Curry, and I had Nerlis Noel. Before you know it, boom, 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 I'm working, and then I did Steph Curry. Oh wow! And once I did Steph and Curry, yeah, my career boom. exploded. What is that right? It was like I was home one day, and a guy texts me, Hey, this is Andrew. I'm with Under Armour. Um, I know it's last minute, but we're here shooting a commercial, and we've got Mo Bamba here. We need a barber. So I thought it was one of my customers playing. Right. So I call him. I'm like, hey, man, don't be playing, man. What the hell? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no, Barry, I'm really. <laughs> like, for real? I mean, because my dudes will do that sometimes. So, you know, he was you know like. You how many phone calls he's going to get after this? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so he was like, no, Barry, this is, this is for real. My name is Andrew. I'm with UnArmor. Your name was given to us. And uh, he was like, are you available for a shoot today? I said, well, let me think about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check and, my book. <laughs> he was like, "I seen you cut Stephen Curry and um, and you just came really highly recommended." So I went and man, it was all good. I went and I got free, got some free stuff by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Uh, cut Mo Bamba and um, I met um, my man uh, B Dot mm-hmm. and uh, man, it, it was all good and it was just. It was major Oh man That's, that's cool zil- and, yeah. at that, and at that shoot I ended up meeting RJ Hampton Oh unreal The kid that just made The historic announcement About going over to Australia Oh right, right Yeah right, right, so right, right. I ended up Meeting him at that shoot And that's what people Don't understand Being at the right place At the right time Is everything Yeah Just like me sitting here Talking with you guys Yeah Now yeah. we're connected
2: I've long right. said that, too. I think I think really success, um, a lot of people, when they get to a certain level of what they see as success, try to explain their success by kind of making excuses like, I worked really hard, or I overcame adversity. Right. And, and the truth is, is that, I mean, it, it, yeah, it is those things. But what you just said, I think, sums up exactly what I think is it's the right time, right place, right skill set, willing to do the work. You know what I mean? Saying Max. yes to opportunities and, and recognizing opportunity. What is an opportunity? Like, my, my question to you is, had those guys phoned you up and offered you that opportunity, would you have done it for free? If
1: that's what it took to get my foot in the door, yeah. I've done a lot of stuff for free. Me too. Yeah, no doubt. Me yeah. too.
2: And I think that's it. That's really what what makes that difference. You know what I mean? People look at opportunity like that and they're like, well, oh, how much do I get paid? How much am I getting paid? And and that's always the first thing. That get almost getting paid always, isn't
0: the opportunity. Right? Like, yeah. like even like... Like, the advice that I give a lot of young people, especially coming out of college and stuff, is like, there's two ways to get paid, Mm -hmm. right? There's there's, you get paid with money, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or you get paid with experience. Mm -hmm. And experience always
1: pays off more in the end. Always. All facts. All facts. You know? And sometimes people don't understand that the long-term, it's the long-term thing. Because I might do this today for Maddie, and he doesn't pay me, but I got this now that I can put on my resume. I can put these up that I've worked on this guy I've worked on Maddie. I've done this work and that can't be taken away from you
0: and do these guys um, do a lot of these like celebrities that you do do they come into the shop or do you
1: usually visit them my NBA guys they always want you to come to them right you know a guy that's six something they don't they don't want to come in because they don't want to be harassed of course they don't want to be harassed I get that
2: How how does that change your day? Because I know I have a few clients that I'll go travel to, and they pay considerably more than the clients that come into my shop. Yeah, yeah, you definitely charge them more. Mostly because the day just gets disrupted so much, and it takes out a massive chunk of day. And people might think, "Oh, that's a very expensive haircut," but really, it's just it's more charging for the time. Is that how you like? How do you manage going from you break down
1: your time of travel time, and then you got to set up, and you know, and sometimes when people are in their home, they're a little bit more comfortable. Hey, do you mind if I eat this real quick? Especially guys, if it's game day. I don't mess with my guys on this game day. Mm. So if their chef is there cooking for them, I'm going to wait till they're done eating. You know what I'm saying? And I'll let them eat and stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, you have to factor all those things in. You have to factor all those things
0: in. Now, when you factor that, do you have a do you
1: have a, an hourly rate that, that yes, you I do, know and then, yes, okay. I, yes, I do. Not
0: like a day rate, but you have an hourly I mean, rate? I have you, a, okay,
1: I don't charge about a, an hour. Uh, I have a, a fee that you know I how charge many barber. I mean, you know how many haircuts
0: you can do in an hour, and you know what you charge for it.
1: Well, I charge. Yeah, I charge accordingly to that. Mm-hmm. I charge what I would miss being in the shop, mm-hmm. and then I charge for my travel time, mm-hmm. and I charge basically for the convenience. Yeah, absolutely. It's the convenience of it, absolutely. and
2: what I'm learning. So, how did you feel the experience though? Differates uh, for you? I mean, for somebody in their home being more comfortable with their surroundings is great, but you're out of your environment, which is your shop. You know, so a lot of people that work remote. I mean, what I rely on in the barbershop shop is that vibe that's going. You know, the music and the people around me, the things you were talking about that you loved about the barbershop, shop. But you you don't have that in your private location. So, how do you find those two experiences different for you as a barber?
1: It's, it's, a, it's definitely a difference, but a lot of times there's that personal relationship that you have with that person, so you're still chopping it up and talking with them about different things, different events, and you're cutting. Um, Sometimes a game might be on, so you're actually talking about... I was just over at Nerland Noel's cutting him uh, before I came out here, mm-hmm. and the uh, Golden State game was on, so we're talking about the game and Kauai, so... Yeah, so you end up finding that vibe You end up finding that vibe it's, Sometimes it can be a little awkward when you don't have a rapport with the person Right, right, right But once that rapport is there, you find that vibe And you just work off of it
2: Do you try, you find that um, when you're working with some of these guys you you just try and keep things as normal, as normal daily life thing uh, as possible? You know what I mean? You just talk about the common interests, and things like that Or Do you find it hard to, that, or do you, I guess, do you find that there's topics you try and avoid when you're talking with those guys?
1: So, what I've learned is people are people. Some people are talkative. Mm -hmm. Some people are not. (laughs) So, the first three minutes, Barry B. will keep his mouth shut and work. And if they start asking me a couple questions, I skip the move, jump on in it, and we get to talking. Sometimes, some guys don't like to talk about the, the team. Some guys don't like to talk about their work. So, we talk about fashion or something else, cars. But some guys, they like to talk about what's going on in their work in their field I'm like a psychologist I'm just low budget <laughs> 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 so I kind of his we, prices we, just went up yeah, yeah I mean, sounds so, like it should so they're, they're not on the couch but they're in the chair Right. so you know what I'm saying so when they're in the chair I kind of let them start it and put the direction and then we just flow with it and we just go right from there and it's it's, it's always a good entertainment and you learn a lot too though And you learn how they watch an event a sporting event and how they watch it from the aspect of being a player versus sure. me as just an, a spectator. But
0: that must be pretty cool then because you're like, oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And you're starting to see defenses and stuff. I, I learned a lot of stuff. You learn a lot of stuff about different players and their tendencies or what they do and why they do it. So it's been for somebody that had no sports
2: yeah. knowledge. And now you look behind the curtain and you've seen the great and powerful odds. Yeah, 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 so
1: cool. <laughs> yeah, people still laugh at
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that it's easier, being that you haven't had a huge big sports background, being around a bunch of professional athletes, and and holding your shit together, so to speak? You know what I mean?
1: Oh hell yeah! Because had I known a lot of these people from the beginning, I'd be like, oh my god, it's so and so, it's oh my. now it's just, hey yo, what's up, Maddie? Yeah, you right. know what's up, you know, and I just do the work. In the, the day, they don't want you coming in there starstruck. They want you to come in there and and do your job. And 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 then you leave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the focus. It's always professionalism. The more professional you are, the, the, the more you're that are gonna, gonna be, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So, you know, I try to be very professional.
2: What is your advice that you want to give to maybe one of these young barbers might be listening or one of the young hairstylists who wants to get into that kind of work? What advice can you give to them that might help them along the way? I'm gonna give you some real simple advice. Mm.
1: Treat everybody like a superstar. You never know who knows who.
2: Amen. Amen to that. Boom. Yeah, succinct and perfect.
1: Yeah, that was dude. Give me some. <laughs> I
0: dig that, man.
2: <laughs> all right. So uh, now, how do you balance things out? Because it sounds like you got a hectic schedule. You got to. You're driving to other people's houses. You're dealing with a lot of professional athletes, but you also have your shop, right? You also yes. work in your shop, and how do you balance those things out with that and your very lovely wife, who we met last night? Like, how do we? How do we keep all these plates in the air? You know what I mean? How do you make that happen? Uh,
1: schedulelicity. Oh yeah. Online booking. <laughs> <laughs> Get <out of> here. <laughs> for real, for real? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, let me shout out Jerry. Let me shout out Michael. Let me shout out the rest of the La Familia there. Uh, I'm a brand ambassador for them. But oh, at the same time, yeah. I've okay. been with them over eight years. So I've been with them since they first came on the scene. Wow. How'd and you find them eight years ago? On Facebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you DM Jerry, Jerry on Facebook? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Out Facebook and I signed up and uh, I've been with them ever since. So that's how I'm able to manage my time. Wow! And for me, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was great. I time mean,
2: management is hard. It's hard. part Yeah, of what that's do. that's
1: everything because I can get more money, but I can't get more time. So you know what I mean. So it was it was it was it worked out really good. And so
0: not, I mean, instead of just like 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 how like what what did you practically do with with scheduleicity to to free so, up that time?
1: Okay, so. You can go in And book your own appointment At your time So I don't have to sit on the phone Well what about 2 o'clock No 2 o'clock don't work What about 1.30 Oh I gotta be here at 1.30 So we're sitting there Going back and forth For the right. next five minutes And I'm trying to cut this guy's hair And I got a notebook pad I gotta keep writing this down Crossing this out Writing this down It's irritating Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's irritating I don't have to do that you just go right on there. You pick your day. You pick your time. Uh, if your wife says, no, you're not going that day. We got to go here. You go right in there yourself and cancel it. You ain't got to call me to cancel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, it's been
1: amazing for
0: for uh, for my experience with Schedulicity. And I, I'm just, I've only been using it since like February now. But what I've noticed is that my pre-books are way... Not my pre-books, but my reappointments are way up. Because I think what happens is that... At 11 o'clock at night, people are like, I need an appointment. So then they just go on schedule a C and they just book it as opposed to like, oh, I got to wait till the morning till I can call in there. And then by that time, you know, kids happen, you know, life happens. And then all, literally like a week later, they're like, oh, yeah, I got to get that appointment. So like I'm seeing clients that, that I go, why are you here? Right. Like, cause, like normally you're here every 12 weeks. Why are you here at 10? And, you know, I've had so many responses where it's been like, well, I can get in now. Right yeah. or or or, or you this know. was
2: just the easiest time, man yeah, yep. yeah. That that's I, that's actually awesome though that that just streamlining that stuff for clients uh, that, that's great. I, I have no experience with seat I've never used it, but uh, the only experience I have is Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and That's enough I, of an experience, lie, and I what an lie. experience that he is absolutely hilarious. He is just a, such a lovely human being. You know, I mean, he's just he's the real deal. He's very kind uh, and and stuff. So, so, I mean, if his company's anything like him, then I, I'm sure they got a pretty awesome and, thing going. Great right people, man. And it's it's yeah. pretty
0: amazing too. I mean, we'll get off the schedule. see commercial here in a second. But, <laughs> but it's pretty amazing too. Like what they're doing with like the schedule city cares. You know, like you know they, they're giving five thousand dollars away per month to a barber, to a hairstylist, and to, a, I don't know what they call it, like a beauty professional or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just amazing that, that they're, the, they're the only company that I can come up with off the top of my head that's really reaching out to the people that are behind the chair, yep. you know? And, and, and it's pretty amazing. So, anyways, shout out to them. Boom, boom, boom. Hey. Thanks, Bear. Thanks, Bear. <laughs> so, Bear, dude, what what's up in your future, man?
1: Man, the future for me is I just want to get better and better and better i don't think i'm ever like so when
0: you say better like like what's going through your head is that like better barbering skills is that being a better to be a business better, man i want to be or a, being a better, better barber man. i
1: want to be a better man a better husband better dad i just want to sharpen that skill and take it to that next level and i think i'm gonna always chase that until the time i hit the dirt until i hit the dirt i want to be exceptional at anything i do i want to excel at anything i do that's the thing i try to teach my kids mm. you're gonna half-ass do it just don't do it don't do it
2: Well, man, I've seen your work, and let me be the first to say that you are definitely doing that with your whole ass, all right? (laughs) (laughs) You're not not half-assing a thing, man. There's a whole ass on that job. It's impressive, man, honestly. Go hard, go home. uh, You're a very inspiring individual to be around, too. One of the things I really like about you is your energy is up. When you were saying earlier about we came from that generation of people that look each other in the eye when we shake our hands... When I met you last night, that was actually my first impression of you was your handshake. And I remember being like, wow, that man, a solid handshake and a great positive, positive energy. How important is bringing that positive energy to your job? How important is that to your growth, success? Do you, do you attribute some of that to the, what you've been able to achieve? I would contribute all of that. You know,
1: you are what you attract. What you, what you put outward is what you're going to get. So I just try to stay on fire, positive, happy. And those are the people that nine out of 10 times that are mm-hmm. attracted to me and the people that have that negative energy be- because it's all about love with yeah, me and yeah, positiveness, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna turn away from that because they don't want to be a part of that. Don't wanna, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all about love. I mean, listen, fellas, I'm in great health. I woke up this morning. God is good. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know woke up. Amen. Nobody's hungry. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sick. What I got to complain about. Yeah And I don't even say I go to work I go do what I love to do And what I'm exceptional at Every day mm. What I gotta complain about I dig that Alright I'm gonna call you On your bullshit though Do it Okay You get up one Thursday
0: morning And you're just not feeling it Right What's, what's the mantra What's what, what routine do you get into Be
1: like Alright Barry You gotta step up Cause we all have it Right Yeah Um, I just think back to that stuff I think back to People that I know That work jobs That make a ton of money But hate their job Yes mm. Yeah. It, like man. for real, and I'd be like, I'm not caught in that. So you shake this shit off, Barry. Get your mind right, and take your ass in there and do Go what you're work. supposed to do. Mm. I talk to myself a lot. Yeah, I think well, I certainly
2: do. Self-coaching. <laughs> yeah, constantly, yeah. right? I'm in the mirror a lot of the time, being like, yeah. Stop being a little bitch all right? Yeah. All right. Come, yeah. On. Yeah. Come
0: on, Step up, No, man. for me,
2: I think it was about what I. The way I describe it is, I, I found very early the difference between success and fulfillment. You know what I mean? I've been chasing fulfillment my whole life. I'm not chasing success or success about mm-hmm. other people's ideas of me. Fulfillment's about my ideas of me. You know what I mean? And I think that's a very important thing to, to pursue. And the funny thing is if you chase the one, the other will find you on its own. You know Always. what I mean? If you chase fulfillment, you know what I mean? You will find success, but not the other way around. If you chase success, fulfillment is always going to elude you because there's no such thing as successful enough. It has enough. to be your
0: own fulfillment too, right? Yeah. It can't be it can't be like some like outside uh, force or some kind of what you're supposed to fulfill with, right? Yeah. It's got to be here. You got to you got to be fulfilled in your shoes.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, in that vein, has there ever been a moment that has struck you uh, in what you're doing now where you just it just suddenly erupted on you, You're like, wow, like. I'm doing this now. Like, look at what I've done. You know, are you, are you, do, you, do you take the time to appreciate those things? Is there a moment that stands out to you? It's time
1: sometimes that I'm so humbled that I'm almost brought to tears when I look at what I'm doing now, who I am, how I, how I have evolved as a barber, as a man. And it's, it's, it's one of those moments, if you think about it, you almost come to tears and you think about your journey of where you started, how you started, what limited things you started with. And you'd be like, man, this is beautiful. Yeah. And then you'd be like, what's even more beautiful is we not even done yet. Mm-mm. We're in the journey. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: Do you have I any do. do you have any regrets? Like, is wow. there or is there you any know, advice that you would go back and give to like little Barry starting if, out? If, <laughs> little little
1: Barry. Well, i I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be. 40, be. I'm 47 in August. Yeah. Believe it or not, if 47 year old Barry could go back and talk to 20 year old Barry. I would tell them, slow up, everything comes in time you're not supposed to have everything right now yeah. mm.
2: yep <laughs> that's man, just bombs it's, that's it, right yeah, that's the truth right there that's okay. it that, know, that's it.
1: the biggest truth
0: and, and I think and I think even even today, although I know that, you still chase you not chase that, but but it finds you right and you're like, why, why isn't this happening why isn't that happening you know and like listen this podcast has happened so quickly for us that it's, it's almost a hard conversation to have because I, but I don't know like I think I get caught up in that like I know it's a long game But it's happened so quickly for us, like, like, like there's.
2: The thing is, though, it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. I mean, what you're doing right now has blown up. What you're doing right now is blown, what I'm doing right now is blown up. But I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, overnight success that was 25 years in the making. You know what I mean? This didn't, this didn't just show up. And so, and I mean, same with your story, same with your story. There was a lot leading up to this point until something clicked for us that happened. And it doesn't necessarily need to take 25 years, but, all the things that went into that prepared us for that next thing, and just like his time in Akron prepared him for his next thing, and I mean, it, it, it's easy to look back on those things and want to have skipped ahead, but we're—I think all three of us are gl- probably glad we didn't. Would you agree with that? Are you glad you didn't? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Definitely. I really do.
0: But I also want to warn people with, with with that same thought, though, is that is that there's still the work. Like you can't wait, right? You got no to keep sort of working, that. right? Because th- if you're waiting for it, I promise it'll never happen. You know, it, it, it's nobody cares about your business. You know, nobody cares about your business, but yourself. And if you don't care about your business, then then you're waiting.
2: Now, when you're working with guys like this, too, especially and I've seen your work, it's meticulous. It's beautiful work that you should do. Um, do you find yourself to be a perfectionist? I'm all about that finish. Yeah, I love the finish. Now, is that do you do you feel that being a perfectionist is a, a benefit or a detriment in, in barbering? either in a shop or doing what you're doing with that um, Like, so.
1: sometimes my guy Wesley Matthews jokes around and says, I'm, I'm holding him hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Barry. be like, all right, Barry B., you hold me hostage now. I'm ready to get up, you know. <laughs> but I'm sitting there with the mindset, okay, like, this guy is going to play t- a game tomorrow. He's on TV. Dude, high definition I, is real. I, I, I don't want to be that guy that they're laughing at because of the haircut. So I gotta make sure everything is everything. Office, my and all client. your boys know that
0: that's your haircut. Exactly,
1: yeah. it is. The way exactly. To that. Yeah. So for me, it's added pressure. But I am a perfectionist, and sometimes it depends on how deep into it you dive. Sometimes you can overdo and mess up a good thing. Yep. Right. Yep. There's been times I've been like, okay, that looks good enough. The only other person that's going to really make this out of the water is going to be Jesus. And I don't think he's going to pick up this clip. Right? <laughs> so let me back away.
2: <laughs> uh, I, like, I think that's the thing because good enough evolves for us. It becomes like a level of standard that we're used to. You know what I mean? And that, that does get better and better and better. But you're right. Like there's a point where I see a lot of people that pick, and pick and pick and pick and pick and pick. And I'm like, that looked better 10 minutes ago than it does now. You know what I mean? And and you're right, like you at one point you know you need to know when to walk away.
0: You got to know when to hold hold 'em.
2: Sing it proud. No when, when
0: to fold them. 'em. <laughs> know when <laughs> to walk
2: way. away. And no yeah. when to run. I've okay, yeah. Is it just because I have a bit of a Kenny Rogers vibe here? Is that is that my is that is that why? I've always felt like a young, sexy Santa Claus in a way. You know what I mean? Like I got that.
0: I do, particularly on like a bloated days. <laughs> <you know. laughs>
2: <laughs> it's my vibe. It's my, my vibe. It's not working. It's not working. I look at Barry. He looks like a professional athlete for I God's know. sakes.
0: Fucker at forty three, all <laughs> jacked up and stuff. I'm over here looking all soft.
1: When you five five, you got to have a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm five well, five. I am not i can not argue oh, that. Man.
2: Yeah, you got to have a gimmick when you're five five.
0: Well, you don't carry as five five. I thought you're at least five nine.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, tell people where they can find you on the, on the Instagram because, I, like, I've been appreciating your work. I want other people to be able to appreciate it too. So tell tell people because you got so many aliases. You know, and we need to we need to cut through the aliases and, and tell people the direct route to find your work.
1: Um, that would be the Stars Barber.
2: The Stars Bar. The stars bar on and That's Instagram.
1: Instagram That's Instagram Facebook, Twitter
2: Now be careful Because he's likely To slide into your DMs Apparently that's <laughs> how He's getting to work So might want to keep If you will follow him you Might want to keep Your own shit private But yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry coming to look for you
2: Man <laughs> Get
1: out man. Get out that's of my crazy, DMs man. That's crazy
2: man, That's an awesome story Though man That's an awesome story What like What's next What What, what is next for you where, where do you see yourself Going five years down the road Five years down the road? Yeah.
1: Sometimes I'd be, like, wanting to have a, a, a school, like a barber school, or i like to find that young dude that's hungry that'll listen. That's the key word, that will listen. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I would love uh, uh, to clone a better me. You want to
2: mentor somebody?
1: Yeah, I, I would love to because you can't take this stuff with us when we leave. We can't take it with us. So somebody shared with me. And I owe that to the person that shared with me to share with someone else.
0: Well, why are we waiting for a school? I mean, do you have do you have people that work for you, that work under you?
1: Um, I work by myself. I used uh-huh. to have like five barbers. And the thing I found a lot is like the younger, some of them, not all, they want instant gratification. They don't want to work for it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to come to work. But right. they
2: want money. They see your success. They I see want a Maserati, but I don't
1: want to go to work to put in the work to get it. I need right.
2: time to drive my Maserati, man. I bought the Maserati. I need to drive the Maserati. <laughs> yeah. So
1: it was. It was at, at the age I'm kind of. I kind of. It was kind of frustrating. I just didn't have the patience for it. I'm a. I'm a go getter. I, I don't like excuses. Save that. I don't want to hear them. Excuses don't do shit. Just you know. I, I believe in results. No.
2: Amen.
0: I believe in results. <laughs> Is there any better way to say it?
2: Uh, honestly, like I'm, I, there's about three things that are gonna be ringing through my head when I walk out of here tonight, and they all came out of this man's mouth. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a,
0: <laughs> Very yeah. inspiring. You don't need it, you don't need a school. You, you hang out with
1: him and inspire him all day. I don't know if I'm ready for Maddie's level yet. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie is on some next level, space shuttle level. He out of here.
2: You know what I mean? You are too kind. You know, I'm not. I'm not racking up Steph Curry and any of those guys or anything. Man,
1: you making major moves.
2: I like my thing. I like making major moves. I think much like much like yourself, uh, like what you just said. I feel a great weight of the legacy of this thing. You know and. Barbering in some, some aspects has made a big resurgence for better or for worse. You know what I mean? And if we're going to see this thing stay strong and proud, we're going to create a model that young guys can follow into a place where they can do the work that you and I do with the attitude that you and I do it. Then we need to create that legacy. You know what I mean? We need to mentor that. We need to create that for those kids. They're not going to create it on their own. And so I feel a great weight of responsibility. Barbering, man, when I when I started barbering, it was like finding out m- it was like finding myself, like my truest personality. You know what I mean? Everybody's got different things about themselves, but it was the first thing that encompassed everything. You know what I mean? That was really it for me, and I, I just feel like it was such an incredible gift to be given. And the barbering community has given me gift after gift after gift. I mean, th- this month being on the cover of that magazine, I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind hey. you. I almost, I almost like came to tears when I saw that because I've always felt a little bit on the on the outside of this thing, but. It's just you want to find those ways to get back. You want to find those ways to mentor the, the next kids and, and grow that thing and leave a legacy behind you because you can't take this with you. You're absolutely right, man. I think you nailed mm. that. Yeah, you can. That's beautiful, man. Well, dude, it has been, honestly, so much fun hanging out with you. Legit. I mean, last night, tonight, like, you're, you're just Life-wise. an absolute ray Life-wise. of sunshine in this thing, man. You're the realest in the game.
0: I love this, man. Yeah, thank Mr. you. Mr. Bear, what... Well, Thanks for hanging out with us. It was a know, pleasure. It think, was a,
1: it was an honor. Let me let me correct myself. No, the honor was ours, No, man. no, 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 no. <laughs> the honor was sitting in front of you two guys, and I've been watching you, and I've been like a crackhead <laughs> <laughs> counting it down. To yes, he has. I, was, yes, I he really has. have. I really have <laughs> like a crackhead counting it down to when I can sit in front of this ju- this young man. So uh, it was a pleasure. and I, well, Barry, I, uh, We appreciate that. And I'm, and I'm gracious. Thank you. Thank Dude, you. Thank you very
0: much. Barry B., the Stars Barber, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, Leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. (laughs) (laughs)